Evening Chelsea fans, welcome back to another week of Chelsea Chat with me, Mace, and JB. Don't forget to like, subscribe and hit the bell notification. And don't forget to comment below, we'd love to hear your thoughts. So this week we're going to go through the Wolves game, recap on the disaster that sort of went on in that game. Looking forward to West Ham and then Arsenal. So let's get started. So, JB, the West Wolves game. That was shocking. Um, it was. What, what were your thoughts? I mean, firstly, absolutely gutted because, do you know what? Everyone else has been having mixed results that could have really sort of set, set us apart. Um, Liverpool seemed to be the only one that seemed to be consistent at the moment. So we could really have cemented ourselves as sort of top two. Um, into sort of Christmas and we're just getting into that rut of Christmas which we always seem to do um, what are your thoughts? Yeah it's as you said it's always December isn't it we we always seem to have a, a bad run in December and um, obviously it's, it's going to be no different this year um, it was a shame I think after you know Lampard made it quite clear that he was expecting a response after the Everton game Um for the players to, I don't want to say not turn up because first half we were okay. Um, Pulisic looked bright. Uh, Chilwell looked bright. We were brilliant down that left-hand side, uh, causing them all kinds of problems. And then um, obviously second half, we come out, scored the goal. And then I think because of the way Wolves were playing, um, clearly just there for the draw, I think the Chelsea players probably just sat back and thought, well, that's it, job done now. And then it wasn't. And, you know, they scored a goal, levelled it up, and we just didn't step it up again. So I think, you know, we had these kind of problems last season. It was That that game was probably the closest we've looked to last season's Chelsea uh, this year. And we saw some of the same kind of problems, even, you know, defensively, uh, there were some issues there. You know, the second goal, Zuma could have done better. And that's... That's the zoomer of last year. That's not the zoomer of this year. So it it, it was very frustrating to watch that game, um, especially as I said. You know, first half we we looked bright. Um, the the one thing that frustrated me the most was how Lampard's um, switched Werner and and Pulisic. So like Pulisic was absolutely doing wonders down that left hand side in the first half, and then probably five ten minutes before the half ended, he switches them. And it just kind of crumbled things. I know, obviously, we scored early in the second half, but from that point onwards, Pulisic just kind of wasn't in the game as much. Um, Werner was having a, a terrible game, so he should have just swapped him back. But he just he maintained that change the whole time and didn't didn't alter things. Um, and that really frustrated me because I think Pulisic would have been the key to us uh, winning that game in the end. But he wasn't really given the chance to because he was switched over and and it didn't really work on the other side. So. Um, I think, you know, it was player mistakes, a lot of bad performances. I think the only two that really played well was um, Kante and uh, Pulisic. Everyone else seemed to be off the boil. I don't know if that's a bit of fatigue or what, but um, yeah, it just it just wasn't what we've been seeing for the last few weeks. And it's, it's annoying as well because it's just adding to that record now that we've actually not beaten a team in the top half of the league this year. So the only teams we've actually got results against are teams that are currently in the bottom half. It's frustrating because I think I look at it and 
everyone's sort of going, what's not working? Everyone, the, the focus is primarily on Havertz, who credit where credit's due, the, he's not played well. Um, and to be honest, I don't put a lot of focus on it because I've seen so many players at Chelsea not have a great start to become absolute stars at the club. Um, it's just at the moment, unfortunate that the rest of the squad is now having a dip in form. Um, the focus is being amplified on Havertz because not every other player is sort of stepping up. You're seeing Werner's form dip dramatically. You're seeing um, probably too much a reliance on someone like Giroud, um, whereas a couple of weeks ago he wasn't even playing. Um, and then obviously there's a lot of injuries. And I think that's probably the big focus and problem we've got at the moment. Is Lampard likes to play that 4-3-3 sort of style. Likes to have one striker in the middle, two wingers, and sort of three midfielders, one which pushes forward a bit more. The big challenge at the moment is the number of fit wingers we've got. Sort of traditional wingers in that sense, because we've got absolute talent that sits on our sort of squad. But Pulisic is the only out-and-out winger at the moment that is fit to play. Um, there, There is no sort of um, hudson Adoy, there is no um, Ziyech. He's really struggling at the moment to sort of play in that same way. And I think this is a big test for Lampard because in my eyes, we'd be better going to a five, sort of three, two um, in yeah. my eyes. Having those wing backs, I mean, I know that we've got Reese James now out, which negates some of that because you're then going to have to try and relay on someone like Dave to try and sort of do the same job that Reese James does, which he doesn't do as well. Um, but five at the back, just to shore us up, because we're obviously not playing that well. Having sort of playing Mount ahead of Havertz, if he's playing badly, take him out with a firing line and then looking towards having two up top. I think Werner at the moment is much better as an out-and-out striker than he is yeah. as a, a winger. You can see him at the moment, he just looks lost trying to play as a, a traditional winger rather than where he likes to be as a predatory scorer. Um, I think if you had him and Giroud up front at the moment, we'd be a lot better. And I think for the next couple of games, that's got to be the way in which we play. Because people are finding Lampard out. Is that he, he still hasn't found his strongest eleven as much as sort of we over the last couple of weeks have named a few when you've got a few players out on key positions, we're just being found out because you can't yeah. play the same system. That's um, the thing. I think, you know, we've, we've said many times what we believe our strongest starting 11 is and at no point has all 11 of those players been fit at the same time. Um, and that's where we're struggling is, is keeping them fit in order to field that 11. But as you said, he's instead of kind of adapting his system in case, you know, I mean, as you said at the moment, we've got Hudson Odoi and um, Ziyech out injured. Um, he's not really adapting the system to try and make the best out of that. Yeah, I mean, against Everton, we didn't even have uh, Pulisic, so we had no out and out wingers. But he still tried playing the same way, and it just—you could see there was just not the same kind of creativity there. And and it it really showed in the game. We you know we struggled to create chances. Obviously, Everton did well to to um, hold us out anyway. But in terms of the the Chelsea side of things, we were lacking that creativity. And I think um, in January, we should 
potentially be looking not for you know like a world-class winger but we need someone who can come in i know andrin looked good against uh, krasnodar and stuff but he's still young you can't just uh, chuck him in if, if we've got all these injuries he can't be starting every game you know we need someone that's kind of had regular senior minutes so I, I would even look you know somewhere in the championship maybe someone like uh, Ishmael Assar or someone like that where he'll be happy to come and sit on our bench for when we have our full 11 fit but he will come in for you know a few FA Cup games here and there or if players get injured then he'll be starting games I think he'd be happy to do that at a club like Chelsea so that's really what we want to be to be looking at I think in January now do you know who I think potentially would be a good fit for that is Damari Gray. He seems yeah. to have been left out in the cold in Leicester. And, and getting some minutes at a club like ours, it, I think I'd do him well. Um, mm. he, he's already been almost sort of frozen out of the Leicester squad. Um, yeah. And as you say, he's going to be a club player. Um, I, I doubt he'll probably come to us. He needs to probably go and get sort of a lot of minutes and, and maintain those minutes. Um, yeah. But for me, it's he's, he's just... It's challenging because you've got so many players out and, and all of them seem to be in very similar injuries, which also sort of, are we playing the wrong sort of way to keep our players fit? Because at the moment, at the moment, we've got a great starting eleven. As, as you said, we've named that starting eleven a number of times. But if you look at, as soon as you see an injury to Shilwell or an injury to James or an injury to sort of Ziyech, we all panic because you go, there's not a huge depth in squad that are going to step in to sort of replay our system, play our game. I'd, I'd say our, our depth, the depth of our squad in certain areas is brilliant. Um, but there, as you said, there's that, those key, uh, few key positions, which is, seems to be the key positions that we're getting those injuries um, is where we don't have that strength. Um, and even when we do, I mean, like if you just look at our wingers when they're all fit, you know, if you, if you pick up one injury on uh, one of the wingers, then, Werner, yeah, he's not ideal as a winger, but you can put him in there for a game or two if you have to, you know. Um, you've got uh, Hudson-Odoi, who, you know, probably wouldn't start at the moment as uh, if he was fit. And then you've got Ziyech and Pulisic, who are two outrageously good wingers. So we do have the strength there. It's just we picked up three injuries in that area at the same time. Um, and, you know, that's that, that's never good for any team, Um but I mean, you can't. There's no excuses, really. If you look at the the 11s that we fielded against Everton and the 11 we fielded against Wolves, both of those teams should have won those games uh, on paper. Um, so it, it's not just obviously the injuries; it's just a case of the players that we did put on that pitch didn't play well enough. Um, so it's it's a mixture of the both. But we we do still need to make sure that the uh, we don't just blame injuries and think everything's fine. It needs to be you know, looked at properly and see where these problems are coming from and make sure they get addressed before we play West Ham. Exactly. I mean, you look at sort of a club like Liverpool at the moment that have had injuries similar to ours and, and deeply impactful injuries. They've still had the, the resilience to maintain that level of performance. They, they've obviously had the blip that was the 7-2 Aston Villa, but almost they've put that behind them and they're still playing well. They're still able to go and beat sort of Crystal Palace sort of absolutely smash them this weekend and I know they have injuries here and there and, and sometimes it's more impactful than others but the sign of a club that's going to win the league needs to be able to sort of weather these storms at the moment we're not and, and it's difficult because we've made a massive overhaul in the summer so we've brought players in like Werner we've brought players in like Havertz 
and we've expected them to slot in and run from the beginning. Now, Werner is being played out of position, which is having an impact to his form. And Havertz is struggling with the, that adapting to the, the, the English Premier League. Sort of, he's, he's not had a squad that's been built around him. And equally, he's got a player very similar to him playing on the pitch that's got much better form. So Mount and Havertz is, is sort of sort of identical in, in the playing styles, um, but one's got better form and one's sort of adapted better. It's, it's difficult where um, at the moment I'm struggling to see where we're going to fit Havertz in, but you can tell that he's got that quality in him. And I just can't work out where we're going to sort of get the best out of him next season because yeah. you don't want to play him up top. You don't really want to play him on the wing. It's in the middle of the park and that's probably our most congested and um, the most talent that sits in our club sits in that middle. But that, that's not saying that hasn't been done before. You look at the club that when we had a couple of years back when we had Lampard, Essien, Balak, um, Deco, all playing in the same squad. It's yeah. not to say it can't be done, but you've got to have the right balance and ability to go and play it there because we had the benefit that we had one great striker up front that could literally mm-hmm. handle that sort of great balls coming through. Um, yeah. It's just how do you go and manage sort of a problem with a lot of players who are just getting adapt- adapting and, and we're equally adapting as a club to find the rest, to get the best out of them. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. Um I will love to see, and it'll probably happen in the early in the year, is us having a full, fully fit squad and be able to pick that again. Um, yeah. But at the moment, we just need to adapt quickly. And that's part of Lampard's maturity. Can he work out the, the best of a squad and work out almost his sort of top three formations where it's not the one every day? Because Mourinho was a master at this when he was back at Chelsea. Is how could you play five at the back on one week and then get the best out of like a four-three-three the next week? Yeah, he knew how to get the best out of his players. Lampard's still learning how to do that. He knows one great play and he needs to adapt his game on that. So looking forward, West Ham. Um, it's obviously Monday night. The game is on. Um, West Ham in quite a good run of form at the moment. Um, have got some good wins, um, some interesting sort of players that I wouldn't have really picked to sort of become top scorers, although one's made their way into my fantasy football as a regular um, in Suchek, um, A, because he's cheap and B, because he's scoring goals. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. We're on, obviously, a run of poor form and we need to get a result um, and that's not necessarily something that really drives us all the time. Um we sometimes struggle to sort of get back into that, especially with the congestion of the squad. Um, what's your thoughts for the game? So, A, what would you like to see Lampard start with those players? And then B, um, what do you think we need to do to nullify some of the, the West Ham attacking threat? I think um, with James out, obviously Dave Dave will come in. I think he, uh, with that, kind of um, situation I think he definitely needs to stick to the 4-3-3 uh, in this game in particular um, I was hearing that potentially Ziyech could be back um, in which case he do you risk him that's the, that's the problem uh, with Arsenal around the corner it's a difficult one because we have to win this game you know there's no 
no getting around that. That it's a must win because if we lose this, that's three losses on the bounce. And now you're not just looking at a blip, you're looking at a horrendous run. Um, so this this game is vital for us to win. Um, hopefully ZH is fit enough to play both games. Um, obviously there's a week in between as well, so that's that's kind of handy. Um, yeah, so I, I think he'll stick with a four three three. I think we won't see too much in terms of changes in the the personnel. Um, you might see a Kovacic in instead of uh, Havertz, um, but I, st- I still think you're going to see um, potentially see Werner on the wing with Giroud in the middle and um, either Ziyech or, or Pulisic on the other side. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it it would be nice to maybe give someone like Werner a rest as well, uh, considering you know his form has been dipping. Um, maybe just a little kind of a nudge. Like you're sitting this one out, mate. Think about how you can improve for, for the next one because the Arsenal game is obviously so so huge as well. So you might see a few little tinkering changes to rectify some problems we've had in the last few games. Um, but it's, it's difficult to tell because obviously we can't we can't see what's going on in training. Um, you don't know who's you, you know the, out of the players that have had a terrible week uh, or sorry a terrible game against um, Wolves it's been like a solid week since that game. So they've had a lot of time in training potentially to, to change the manager's mind to put them back into the team. Um, they might've, you know, found a bit of a rhythm in training. So having that week, I think is going to be key. The fact that we've had that week off without having to play a game for six days um, is probably going to hopefully have done them, done them a really big favor for us and, and see a bit of form starting again, because we've got a, big run of fixtures um i mean our next few games you've got obviously um west Ham, then we've got arsenal uh you've got villa straight after that and then we've got city first game in in 2021 um, and then you're looking into fulham and, and leicester so we've got some huge games um coming up for us so you, we just need to make sure we're keeping those players fit and healthy and getting them in a good run of form before all of those big games start uh, and that starts tomorrow yeah, couldn't agree more. And I think sort of the point of Ziyech potentially being available is massive for us. I think when you lose a player like Reese James and his ability to cross into the box, having someone like Ziyech is going to be really key for us because yeah. that service from the right side of just playing someone like Werner um, or potentially Havertz could really sort of knock us for six because... We, we've we've been sort of really blessed this season in the fact that you've got two great sort of wing backs in sort of Chilwell and, and Reese James able to do the overlap. And even if you've got a more attacking threat in someone like Werner who doesn't cross as much into the box, you've got sort of your, your wing backs able to provide that. Dave is not that player. Um, as much as I love him, he's a utility player and will run really far up the pitch but not necessarily put a pinpoint cross on on the back of it so um, I think sort of Anziech could be sort of saving the day um, yeah. I think Pulisic and stuff like that the, the big thing is I think Giroud's going to be the right attacking sort of starting the line because West Ham we always know it's like a bullying sort of defensive game um, he knows how to play that whereas you, you play someone like Werner up there, I think you just get lost in sort of the mix as part of that. Yeah. Um, I think we're just going to have to hit them with a lot of pace um, and 
equally just shore up our midfield. I think you'll see Kovacic, you'll see Kante all in the middle. Um, and I think you'll see Mount just as that attacking threat in the middle. Mount's looked a little bit lost after the last couple of games. And I'm tired. Tired and he hasn't really had an identity in the squad. It's almost mm. sort of like you're going to play in midfield, but Havertz is going to be the main sort of player. He's not played that well, but I can't go too forward as part of that. So I think he's been lost because he's trying to almost do everything. But, so we'll see. I think sort of he's tired, but he needs to sort of probably step up his game a little bit. Yeah. Um, and as you say, West Ham is a must win for us. Um, and the last couple of seasons, it's not necessarily been a guaranteed. Um, they, they've, they've really upset us on a number of occasions. So we need to go in there. And, and equally, they're going to be massively attack, sort of defensively structured. But they've got some great attacking threat um, in Antonio. Um, I may go and switch him out and put him as my triple captain for tomorrow, just to sort of just to sort of really please all of the absolute weirdos who put people like McTominay as triple captain and stuff like that. Um, but I think for me, I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game, um, and I'll probably eat my words off the back of that. Um, but I think for me, I'm going to go 2-1. Um, what are your thoughts, Jamie? Uh, yeah, I think it would probably be 2-1 uh, or maybe... Maybe a similar game to the Leeds game in terms of you know we we're uh, two one up and they're pushing to to equalise and we get them on the counter at the end and or something like that. So just to not get the same as you, I'll go three one and hope we get a late goal to to just nudge it my way. And then so obviously it's a must win for us. We'll keep you guys up to date um, on all the social media channels as to sort of that results. We then straight into the Arsenal game, pretty much. Um, so Boxing Day. Um, what are your thoughts? Because we are at the moment in a, a pretty poor run of form. But um, that's probably equally said for all the Arsenal fans out there. <laughs> I think they'd kill to be in opposition at the moment, wouldn't they? It's, it's interesting because it's they're in such a poor run of form. But once again, we're in the real risk of them turning their season around with us. Yes. Uh, so what, what's your thoughts for the Arsenal game? So looking forward after. Exactly what you just said. I'm, I'm very nervous that we'll be the ones that give them that, that win that they so desperately need. Um, I mean, I, I speak to a lot of Arsenal fans, so um, I wouldn't hear the end of it, considering, you know, I mean, I've, I've obviously given out my fair share of stick over the last few weeks um, about their relegation battle. Um, obviously, they're, they're <laughs> looking up quite a lot and I keep reminding them they also need to look behind them because uh, Brighton could have overtaken them today if they'd won. So it kind of shows the kind of sorry state that they're in at the moment. Um, I mean, if you look at even over the last five games, you know, you're looking at form, uh, we should beat them. Um I think you know we're we're a better side than them, and uh, but that that doesn't matter at all when it comes to the ninety minutes and anything can happen, which is the concerning part. Um, I think if you'd asked me this two weeks ago, you know when we were feeling happy and confident and we was on this big unbeaten run, I would have said we'll absolutely spank them. But now I'm I'm not feeling so confident about any game. So um, yeah, I, I think you know if that would be the perfect game for our 
ideal starting eleven to come back for, um, and and to have everyone fit and fresh. But it's 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 tough. I, I personally, I would have that game down as a draw. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those where you just you can imagine them kind of digging their heels in and us trying to to blow them out the water and it just not clicking. Um, yeah, I, I can imagine something like a one all. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I I happen to agree. I think you'll see someone like Williams turn up after not playing mm. for the whole season. Written, isn't it? Um, Written in the stars. But what's interesting, so obviously just to sort of put the context to the table uh, for all the listeners out there, we're currently sitting in eighth, um, 22 points. Um, but it's so tight in it. It's sort of between sort of fourth and even 10th, um, it's sort of three points in it. So there's not too much in there. But the worrying thing is if West Ham beat us tomorrow, they'll go ahead of us yeah. and we'll drop into 10th. Um, even if sort of uh, Aston Villa sort of win tomorrow. So, uh, night, sorry. Um, uh, I mean, if we win tomorrow and get three points, we should, I believe, on goal difference, go ahead of Tottenham. So we'll go straight into fifth. So one point behind Everton. Um, Arsenal are currently on 14 points. I don't think we're in that, sorry, state of affairs quite yet. Not um, yet, no. See how the next few games go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's frustrating. As a Chelsea fan, as you say, last time I was on the podcast... Um, and I'm going to sort of leave it there because we, I left on a high and came back on a low. I'm just saying. Um, it's, it's, it's sort of, you can end on such a high and two games can literally change sort of your form. Tottenham are in the same spot as us mm. in the fact that you've got a club that, what, two games? And we've had no points from that, but previous was 14 games unbeaten, I believe. Um, so... It, I mean, anything can happen pretty quickly. Um, I think we just need to react quickly and build our confidence again, um, yeah. especially with some big clubs coming in. And as you say, we haven't beaten the club in the top half. Um, that doesn't really help because the next two games are really both in the bottom half and that's just a minor dig at Arsenal. Um, <laughs> but with City not playing well, um, that game's set up for a draw, but... Mm-hmm. I want to try and win. If we can get a win over City, um, that'll be big for us. Yeah, that'd um, be a big confidence boost to push us on. Wouldn't it? So, obviously, two big games, six big points. Um, hopefully, that'll be six points in the bag. That'll be a great Christmas present for me, especially with all the rubbish that's going on in the rest of the world. Tier four, eat your heart out. If we can get six points from those two big games, Um It'd be amazing if we can, um, and it'd be uh, an interesting entrance into sort of January because, as you say, it'll probably, depending on these results, it will therefore vary as to what sort of mindset we need to go in and what how big our checkbook needs to be to sort of really turn our season around because investing two hundred million in at the beginning of the season is still going to have questions that we sort of manage to sort of brush those away for a couple of weeks. I think if any 
any loss over the Christmas break, they'll very much be calling for Lampard's head again and mm-hmm. very quickly going back onto how much we've spent, um, which will be very interesting. But we'll keep you up to date on our social media profiles as the week goes on. Um, and we'll also keep you up to date in the next one around sort of January transfer window um, as to sort of who we're being targeted with and who actually may be exiting from the door as well because there's a number of those potentials. Apart from that, Chelsea fans, you have a great Christmas and you stay classy.